Welcome to the CBIA BizCast. I'm your host, Allie Warshawski, and today on our podcast, we are speaking with West Hartford Mayor Sherry Cantor and Economic Development Coordinator Kristen Gorski about rebuilding the state's main streets following what we hope was the worst of the pandemic. So Mayor Cantor and Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. We're thrilled to be here. Thank you. And West Hartford, for anyone who lives in this area or visited, is really known for a vibrant downtown. I mean, I grew up not too far away over the river in East Hartford, and just over the course of the past 15 years, it's just changed so much. And then, of course, right when it's probably um, at the peak of its thriving, just from someone who's been in the area a long time, we have this pandemic. So talk to us about how COVID has affected your main street. What challenges did you face as a town and what turned out to be opportunities? Maybe we'll have Mayor Cantor start answering that one first. Thank you, Allie. Well, like everywhere, uh, not, I don't think anyone was unaffected uh, by COVID, but our main street particularly is reliant on people. Um, when you talked about the vibrancy uh, that we have here in town, it's because these great restaurants are so, are so creative and wonderful and unique, um, not chains mostly, and they're, they're really, really special. And they were so impacted um, because there tend to be smaller restaurants uh, and people weren't coming out to eat. Um, and it wasn't when you don't have the foot traffic, then you don't have that retail activity and all of the things that go with, with people coming to visit your, your main street. So uh, we no, we are a draw, not for just uh, you know, east of the river, west of the river. We actually draw from the western Springfield to the southern part of, uh, uh, or the northern part of New York. So it's about an hour that we, we are pretty constantly um, drawing people uh, within an hour of, of uh, West Hartford uh, for bringing them to a, a really a critical mass of restaurants that they can choose from and all have all different kinds of wonderful food experience. And, and it's a beautiful community. So, um, again, extraordinarily hit, you know, hard. And what was um, challenging, you know, mm -hmm. th this area has increased in, in people wanting to be there. So the rents have gone up. So the cost of keeping that business open was was higher than uh, than other areas in, in town for West Harvard Center. Our restaurants are throughout our town and there are wonderful, fabulous restaurants everywhere. So, but we we are um you know again hit so hard and what we found was that our community when we would reach out they would deliver uh, and whether it was delivery and that's a pun intended there um we had takeout service that people really survived on many of our restaurants survived on on delivery service and then we also did some um unique things uh, like we had an eat local win local program and and some other things that that helped to keep the businesses in town reminding people that they can't survive without you and so that was really really wonderful we had a few restaurants that uh hibernated uh for for the winter uh, but most of them survived and we are really proud of that and we can talk about a little bit 
uh, down the road and further questions how that happened and, and what we as a community uh, did to help support them. You know, with employees working from home, you have so many that come into Hartford or the surrounding towns for work. I'm sure it had a huge impact as well, not only in the fact that these businesses, you know, people weren't coming out as much, but the fact that you didn't have that regular foot track that you usually would on a busy Monday or Tuesday during the work week from people in Hartford taking their lunch breaks. Absolutely. And especially in our downtown, um, that's where really where our bulk of our large offices are. Um, we have a lot of office square footage in Bluback Square, um, as well as on LaSalle Road. And, you know, not only people coming in on their lunch breaks from Hartford, but with those offices shut down and people working from home, it was really challenging because as the mayor had mentioned, um, our downtown really heavily relies on a lot of foot traffic. Um, that's, that's what makes it so attractive because of the walkability and so we had less foot traffic um, due to the fact that there were just less people overall. Um, luckily, that has started to rebound as people are headed back to the office. Um, I think that, you know, in terms of what we've learned, um, we're a little bit uh, ahead of the curve in terms of uh, people that are coming back to physical offices, which is great in order to, to continue to support our businesses that are there. And Mayor Cantor, I know that you had said some of the initiatives you had going on to keep people coming to these businesses during the pandemic. What type of initiatives are you implementing now to bolster community in terms of economic development and support? And Kristen, you might be able to weigh on on this one too. Yeah, that would be helpful. But I'm just going to go back, Allie, for a minute um, on the uh, the other question that you asked. And the anecdotal uh, information as well was people weren't commuting. We have a number of families or a lot, actually a lot of residents that split their time between either Boston and New York and, and live in West Hartford. It's kind of in between if one spouse works in one place, one spouse works in another. Uh, there has been remote working for a long time, um, but maybe they would go in one day a week or two days a week and they were here. Uh, and so they, um, a lot of the people that weren't necessarily going downtown to, to work were eating in uh, West Hartford and doing takeout. So that was a dynamic that we, we thought we, you know, we did see. So, so that was really helpful. Um, but I think, as you know, I think the biggest thing we did, we were one of the first communities in the state to expand outdoor dining. And that was a really quick expansion. And I want to applaud Kristen and our whole team um, for their remarkable work on making this happen. Our town planner, our public works department, people that really truly worked together, community services, health department, I mean, worked together so quickly to make this a reality. And, and the town actually just went ahead and bought the Jersey, you know, we rented the Jersey barriers and we, we did all the configurations. So we used public uh, spaces on our streets to expand to have that outdoor dining. And that really saved uh, so many restaurants uh, in, throughout our town, but largely in our center in Blueback Square. And many of the restaurants said that they did better than they did the previous uh, summer because of that expanded dining obviously the seating, but also the experience of having the ability to decorate it and make it, um, I, I call them gardens of eating because that's the way they were designed and the creative restaurant tours that are so talented and what they offer for food made the whole ex dining experience really, really special. So that was a really big thing. And then it, that success sort of fed on each other, right? So people came to experience it. And when I, anywhere I go in, um, I, 
uh, everywhere I go throughout the state of Connecticut, but also even in other places, people will say, oh, I've been to West Hartford. It's so great. I hope you're going to keep that configuration. And we are planning to do that. So um, so that, that's, a, that's a really big thing. But the other thing, and then Kristen can build on this, uh, is the communication and the constant contact that we've kept with our businesses and figuring out strategically how to continue to help them and letting them tell us what they need. Is there financial support or resources you can mention for those businesses that Mayor Cantor just mentioned that you guys have been communicating with? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you um, to get the benefit of some of the initiatives you are running? Great question. Um, so, you know, I think that this is something that was honestly um, a challenge right from the get-go with COVID, but also, you know, an, an opportunity here. So, you know, I, I think that most communities experienced the same exact thing. It was as soon as COVID hit, we needed to get in touch with as many businesses as possible. And, you know, in, in many instances, we, although we work very, um, you know, hand in hand with the business community, perhaps you don't have a reach or a connection at every single business. So in West Hartford, you know, we have well over 4,000 businesses. And so, you know, through, um, the onset of COVID, we expanded our list and our contacts with those businesses from about 500 up to about 3,000 contacts at this point in time. You know, and and what we did was very fast and furious try and um, update our businesses through those email communications in live time, in real time. And as many people will remember, it was um, information that was coming out quickly, and and it was really important to get it into the hands of the businesses, um, you know, so that they had the best chance at success um, possible. And, and so a lot of those were federal support programs, um, many uh, state initiatives that had come out throughout the pandemic um, in the way of grants and loans in order to support businesses. So really heavily relying on our partners um, at the federal and the state level in order to support and sustain businesses. Yeah, it must have been a very challenging time because there were new mandates every day, obviously, because the rates were fluctuating and new resources. So that must have been quite a few busy months for you at the beginning, just trying to get in contact with these businesses. And you mentioned a lot about the restaurants. And of course, it's a big part of West Hartford's town culture that I enjoy, everyone enjoys. But what other areas um, and businesses are you trying to highlight as a strength of your downtown? We actually have five, uh, I would say, centers throughout our town, uh, and they're all vibrant and unique in their own way. Bishop's Corner, West Hartford Center and Blueback Square. We have Park Road. We have uh, we have the mall. We have the largest uh, mall in the in our area in the you know, and it, it's a it's a big draw and a Corbin's Corner across across the street. So. Um, these are all really important. We have our home design district, then we have some smaller uh, economic uh, sort of neighborhood. Uh, uh, I'd say they really serve the neighborhood, but but they're pretty diverse in 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 their uh, what they offer uh, too. So we have so many residential areas that actually have commercial centers that they feel so connected with, and we also have. Um, our business associations wrapped around those centers that. Our, our our connection to the businesses and we have regular they are, have monthly meetings and regular communications with those businesses re uh, recommending certain challenges that they have or or unique opportunities that they might have so those 
those things have been very, the, the structure of those have been really strong uh, prior to the pandemic, which made the recovery and the connection between those businesses so much easier once uh, the pandemic hit those, again, those, the, uh, that uh, formula was already there. Those communications were already there. The, uh, you know, whether it's our uh, community services, economic development, public safety, uh, health district, we're going to those meetings and, and communicating. So again, lots and lots of support and, um, and but all different kinds of businesses. So when we talk about, we have retail, we have, uh, there's manufacturing, there's, um, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, supportive businesses for whether it's car, um, car repairs, things like that. We don't have large corporate, um, a, a, you know, large corporate presence. Uh, we have sort of that smaller office um dynamic that a lot of law offices in town, a lot of, and a lot of um, personal services, hair salons, workout places, all of those kinds of things that were uniquely hit. So again, in every single area, not just West Harvard Center and Bluebeck Square, but every area has elements of all of these. And, um, and they've all been, they were all impacted in different ways. And I guess going forward, how do you try to highlight their strengths, right? You have with the, um, restaurants, the outdoor dining, and there's just been that push for takeout, but how do you help maybe the, the local gym or the hair uh, stylist that might need a little extra support or just, I guess, um, advertisement these days, right? To get people back in their doors. Are there any initiatives you have? We are in, in communication with them and we do help to, uh, through the chamber, they do a lot of uh, highlighting of certain businesses. We've done some highlighting of local businesses. We have a super hyper local um, uh, communication uh, that goes out, has a wide distribution, uh, weha.com, I think you know, and they'll highlight a lot of different businesses. So it, it kind of brings people, I and mean, they were doing that throughout the pandemic, and we will continue to do that. There might be, we have a, also a pretty big nonprofit presence in town, and there are, um, there's, we have entertainment, we have a, a playhouse, we have a, a ballet, uh, we have a symphony, we have, uh, and obviously nonprofits that are social service uh, related uh, too. All of that, all of them need might need help at different times. But as far as the um, the real small sole proprietor, we did get them a lot of information, and there was individual support to a number of those businesses and what was available to them. We, in particular, have uh, are looking at um, offering in the this next recovery period, and I would say this is really for longevity, making sure these businesses uh, stay here, uh, possibly some grant opportunities that we're, we're kicking around now, but we need to hear from them what's going to be useful, not what we think might be useful to them, and it might look different in different sectors. Uh, Kristen, I'll shoot this one at you. Where do you see West Hartford in the next year? And then Mayor Cantor, you can answer from there, but from an economic development side, Kristen, you know, it's hopefully you're at a point, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, where things are looking up. Um, you know, where do you see in 365 days from now, the end of August of next year? Great question. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's difficult to imagine um, a year from now, especially since, um, you know, the, the last 18 months went by very quickly, but also very slowly. Um, but, you know, I, I really think that we have done incredibly well, if you can imagine it, throughout that last 18 months in the pandemic. Um, so we uh, luckily, and I think that this was through strategic planning, as well as a lot of reactive and proactive support, um, we fared very well 
well throughout the pandemic and, and we did not lose a, a large amount of businesses. So we've definitely seen um, a huge rebound quite quickly, um, you know, really starting this past spring up to now. And, and we're starting to get back down to pre-pandemic vacancy levels. Um, we really only have in out of about 160 storefronts in Blueback Square and West Hartford Center. Again, that, you know, that primary corridor that we have, um, we ha only have a couple of vacancies, really about, you know, three or, or four storefronts that are available. So very, very low and great. Um, we also anticipate that we'll have some, you know, hopefully significant grand list growth. So as the mayor had mentioned, you know, we have these five distinct commercial districts sprinkled all throughout town, and we currently have um, some sort of major active project in each of those corridors, or we have some larger um, significant project that's currently in the planning stages. So now many Many of those are um, interesting enough, multifamily residential housing, um, which is both a, a mix of market rate as well as some affordable housing units. So to provide opportunities for all um, and new residents to patronize our businesses in those commercial sectors. But, you know, we, we really, um, it's very interesting because as you know, West Hertford is a, a fully developed community. We're fully built out. We don't have a lot of opportunity um, for additional large scale growth. However, um, we've been able to work with the private sector to identify some parcels and we have a lot of really cool infill development going on. So underutilized, um, you know, vacant or blighted properties. So we're seeing a lot of regeneration and, and it's, it's going to be a really exciting year for us. Yeah, you have to hope that as young professionals seek out jobs and especially um, when companies in Hartford, you know, like Aetna or the Hartford do return and maybe do that hybrid uh, model that they'll seek out to live in West Hartford where they can then walk to um, their favorite coffee shop to work on those hybrid days and, and uh Hopefully in the next year, we'll see a lot more faces and new ones in the area. Um, what can the state do to help towns like yours recover and prosper, uh, Mayor Cantor? So I think, first of all, the state, I think, has done a very good job in, in helping us, uh, helping communities, number one, be consistent in how we handled the pandemic. Uh, the mask mandate a little bit different, but I, I understand the challenges uh, with uh, with so many. But but. Um, we we really did, were in close contact contact with DECD uh, in getting information and helping our businesses connect with them and making sure that there if there were issues that we also could help uh, that communication. So obviously keeping those resources uh, alive, well accessible, and and really connected to municipalities because that's where the rubber meets the road, um, and 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 many because that can really ripple, but. But also, I, you know, it's kind of the, the well, as I'm looking out my window now in the pouring rain and the potential for uh, communities to be impacted by snow and, and all that, th this is really important. Now people are working from their homes. So their homes become their, not only their lives, but their livelihoods in being connected. And how important is it for us to have a resilient and sustainable um, infrastructure that we know will last and and you know and and not be interrupted by uh, severe weather events, which we're seeing more of. So I would I would say continuing to invest in the infrastructure around the state. Obviously, 
sustainability and resiliency, I think are really going to be the buzzwords going forward. Um, and then equity, making sure that it, it, these are accessible. Uh, you know, we, we have housing accessibility, we have business accessibility for, for people that want to start at all different levels and be able to grow. We actually, one of the things that I think um, is kind of unique, we have a food truck park in town um, and a food trucks actually often lead to brick and mortar um, investment. And one of those, when you know a community loves you, you want to stay in that community. And so uh, that's one of the things that we were seeing and experiencing and um, whether you know it's a vision that somebody has and we try to find them the space. But to, um, I just want to mention what Kristen said. We are seeing this um, re- uh, you know, a kind of a reinterpreting of certain areas that were designed in, you know, the 60s or 70s and around automobiles and seeing them in a, in a potentially different way. And I also want to give a plug to, I think what's so important for the state investment is, tr uh, is transportation. Uh, a train station in our Newport corridor, we have two fast track stations. We've seen two substantial residential mixed income um, and mixed use uh, De, uh, residential developments. And then another one down at the end of the streets, the largest uh, single development application that we had received and approved. So all, just along that corridor, we've already had a significant change because of, I think, largely that, that fast track and if a train um, a station as designed and proposed by the state of Connecticut is to come to fruition, that would really be a great, um, a, you know, a real shot in the arm for um, and we know shots in the arm are even more powerful, right? <laughs> um, for uh, for that area um, of town and our, and our whole community. But I also think that the metropolitan area, the capital area, improved transportation in and out of our our connecting our communities will be extremely valuable in the future. So um, that's my little plug for what this <laughs> investing in transportation. Yeah, and I should note that we are recording this a day after a hurricane hit the state. So as you mentioned that the weather is changing and we need infrastructure that can keep up, it's certainly very relevant and on our minds right now. So I have one last question for both of you, Kristen, I'll have you answer first, but what's one thing you wish more people knew about West Hartford? Sure, that's a really great question. Um, and I certainly have been asked this before or I've uh, alluded to it in some conversations. So, you know, I think that, West Hartford to me is so interesting because um, it has been known for so long as just being such an affluent community. And while that might be the case, we all have incredible growing diversity in our community. And so I think that's from residents to our business community. Um, you know, we have more than 80 languages that are spoken in our school system. And, and you know, we welcome all businesses um, from all walks of life. And, and we actually saw a huge increase in terms of women-owned businesses, as well as minority-owned businesses, open throughout the pandemic. And so, you know, I think it's just such a welcoming community and, and really, again, that diversity aspect that I think people are not quite uh, so aware of in West Hertford is, is really what is close to my heart and I think is, is really, really important about our community. That's so interesting you say that, because again, as someone who grew up in East Hartford, it wasn't known as this diverse community. And over the past now, 
uh, 20 years, it's really turned into one in an area where it's all ages as well. It's not just families, it's those young professionals, it's people who want to settle there for the rest of their lives. So um, I agree, I think there might be that misconception. So I'm glad you're talking about it and clearing it up. And Mayor Cantor, what's the one thing you wish people knew about West Hartford? Well, and Kristen said it, I mean, it really is our diversity and also the density. I mean, we are actually the largest town in New England um, and towns are a little bit self-defined. If you're over 50,000 population, that is where you could, I think between 50 and 70,000, you could say, yeah, you know, you're a town or a city. Um, but we, uh, we really have uh, an urb, uh, urban suburban kind of dynamic that a lot of people don't, I think, um, really understand necessarily until they're here. And they understand it's also extremely walkable and we have a lot of green space too. So uh, we have 80% of our community that is 10, uh, 10 minute walk from a green space, a park of some sort. So that's a really, that's really cool. But it is really the um, economic cultural diversity that we have in this community that really makes us so special. Uh, eight, you know, 80 different languages spoken, primary languages at home spoken in our schools. A lot of language programs out of our library that we do and we changed programming to make sure that we are including uh, communities that might not have been present in our community before and making sure that there is that outreach. So, um, that is intentional. That doesn't happen by chance that you, you know, that, oh, you know, people are just going to come here. If you are, you know, if you commit to your schools and you make sure that each student, no matter what language they speak at home, where they come from, that they're held, you know, that they're um, supported and they have the highest expectations of those of the students, um, then, you know, it, the same thing with uh, different, um, any culture, um, whether it's, you know, home, business, you can you know, be happy here, you can succeed here. Uh, we want you here. Um, all of those things are really important. So that's been something that West Hartford has committed to doing and we will continue, continue to commit uh, to being a warm and welcoming and vibrant community. And again, I think our, our cultural diversity is one of our biggest strengths. So as the mayor had mentioned, um, our chamber is just wonderful. They are, the West Hartford Chamber is the second largest single community chamber in the state and they were just so supportive and continue to be very innovative. But um, we are in the process of doing a full launch um, between, it's a, it's a partnership between the West Hartford Chamber, the town of West Hartford, and then West Hartford Community Interactive. And this is for a new marketing and tourism website called Why West Hartford. Um, so this soft launched earlier this summer. Um, we were still kind of ironing out and finalizing all of the components of it. And you'll see a, a larger launch um, this fall. But what it is, is it basically is, um, again, marketing and tourism. It's, it's meant to be able to speak to our current residents and businesses, as well as hopefully attract new residents and new businesses. And, and one of the most important things or two of the most important things I think that it highlights is it highlights our top rated school systems, our award-winning park systems, real estate opportunities, um, current developments, and so much more. So it really speaks to everything we outlined today um, of why we love West Hartford. And then also um, this came out of the pandemic, a, a real need. There's also a business directory that lists all of our brick and mortar businesses broken out by industry. Um, it says the name of the business um, and it, it 
lists an address and then it also includes a link of how you can patronize them um, uh, and visit them on their website or on their Facebook page. So we're super excited about that. That's something that we've been missing and um, you know, more to come soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you're really helping us highlight our Rebuilding Connecticut Main Street campaign and what has to be done to get back to quote unquote normal after this crazy almost two years now. So thank you for listening to this week's BizCast. You can listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, YouTube, and for more episodes, head over to CBIA.com.